Gaming on the Frontier. This is Trav. This is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of finding nothing else to do on a Friday night except go out and kill a bunch of people. Now wait a second. This we're not we we're, we're not talking about that kind of gaming. No, no, no. We're not talking about gaming. We're talking about slasher films and how and putting them in your game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, if you want to talk, if you want to talk about a movie that basically most of these movies, okay, they 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 sort of just give you the monster. Okay, the monster exists. You they might give the monster a little bit of a backstory, but you see the monster already transformed. The monster is what it is. It's a danger. It's trying to kill you. You know, and and so forth. And you have to stop it. Okay. There is uh. One of the movies that I put on the list, Silent Night, Deadly Night, okay, which is a Christmas film, uh, is a is basically the journey of a young man who becomes a homicidal maniac because of what is done to him. He is essentially, you know, he goes through a lot of abuse over many years, and finally it culminates with him going totally off the bend, dressing up like Santa Claus, and just, you know, Killing a lot of people on on in the in the Christmas season. So uh, and I appreciate the fact that they they actually presented that journey in a believable fashion because you're you're watching the film going you know what's coming and you're like why are they so mean to this guy why don't they cut this guy a break you know why does this guy cut himself a break because <laughs> you, know, you know there's times when you know he. People offer him olive branches, but he's been abused so much he can't see. Yeah, he's he, the damage is done or, long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're by the end of the film, you're seeing the the um, it come to fruit. You know, the fruit of violence occurs, and uh, but it, it's good in that regard that you you know you you can actually see the process, which you don't norm you don't see in a lot of films. Uh, like that. Well, they you know, do it. Well, uh, I've noticed from what I understand of a lot of these slasher flick franchises, you'll get one or two movies. You'll get the first movie. Okay, this is the the slasher. Hack, 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 cut, cut, cut. Okay, and then we'll do the second one a little bit more. Hack, 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 cut, cut, cut. Then maybe the third or fourth one is where oh, it's the prequel, and you find out how Freddy got to be Freddy, or what happened with Jason, or oh my god, they. I I've noticed again with my limited view that trend. They'll do a prequel movie that'll be like maybe the second, third, or fourth in whatever series, and they'll show you, as they say, how the sausage is made, so to speak. And, you know, how the donuts are made. And Yeah. 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 It's it's usually you don't see the origin of the slasher until yeah. A, until it's sequel. well established that he is a slasher. I where it you've been even Hellraiser did the same thing. You didn't you didn't find out Pinhead's origin until again I think that same movie I was talking to where they, they, they go in the future, they start in the past, and you see how Pinhead becomes Pinhead. He, he was a human who got involved with the puzzle box. and Yeah, he was in the military. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah the movie ends with his you know creation and supposedly ends with his destruction. But Okay. Again, well, slasher you know, for a decade-old they, they, slasher movie. Yeah, they, they did that a number of times, at least, you know, uh, in what in one movie supposedly, I think that's the one you're talking about. He actually turns against his own kind, turns back to his original form, and then gets killed. So yeah, supposedly finally at peace. But then of course they do another sequel, and he's back. So oh yeah, yeah. You can't keep a good because these people down. are all dead. Okay, yeah. you know we're we're basically their revenants. They're all from the 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 plain of Abaddon. Uh, and you know they're all his his worshippers, and it just you know just keeps uh, 
So, you know, even you, all you can do is banish them, or you can't destroy them. All you can really do is banish them back to where they came from until somebody else opens the puzzle box and then whammo their back. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, there, there's, a, there's a couple more, but let's talk about when does, do these things happen? You know, what's the trigger? Why, why do these slasher monsters do what they do? I was going to say, because, like, a lot of people would assume like Friday the Thirteenth is when Jason goes out and kills, but I don't think that's actually true. I think it's just whenever people show up at the camp. <laughs> well, originally it's his mom, right? And yeah. she's doing it to punish, punish not, not even punish the people who originally did it. She's just punish. She's just punishing. You know, she hates those teenagers. She hates those 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 lousy teens that that, and that, that are so self and. So self-serving and selfish, mm-hmm. and didn't watch out for her kid. And then in the second one, it's revenge. He's killing the people, or you know, somehow related to the ones who killed his mom. They're dressed the right? same, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, and and after that, it gets hazy. You know, <laughs> they they uh, they they even at some point, you know, bring in a whole cult of supporting Jason. You know, now you know. Uh, Halloween, Michael Myers, it, it was pretty much, originally it was all the same thing. He was trying to kill the rest of the females in his family. So, you know, and, and when they did the, 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 the later, the last two versions, it was still the same thing. He, he, he was killing people that got in his way, but mostly he was killing, trying to get to the, the people that, the, the remaining females of his family. So. Uh, so it, was re- it, it, it wasn't even, re- in that case, it wasn't even revenge. It was literally, he, he was, com- he had a compulsion to kill the other members of his family, you know, of, of the females. Yeah. But sometimes it's revenge. A lot of times, that's what Jay, that's what Freddie is, was all about. Yeah. He was killing the kids, you know, of the parents who, you know, uh. I think that's something to do, uh, his mother was institutionalized or something and. Something along was, the line. I, I don't recall that. I recall the fact that they, you know, he, they accused him of being a child molester, and they burned him. Yeah, again. yeah. And he came back to prey on their children. I think in later stories they did say that he was a child murderer. That he he was what they accused him of, and that's where the the son of a thousand maniacs came in. His his mother was a. In an asylum. Oh right, yeah. right, yeah, yes. But His yeah, he, mother gets impregnated in a in a same yeah. asylum. Yeah. Yes, okay. And so, yeah, he is. The, the, they're they're kind of doing that thing where he was born destined to be psych, you know, psychopathic or psychotic, and yeah, right. he starts killing kids, and then the townsfolk find out and burn him in his house, and then he comes back as a demon to hunt the children down right. of of his murderers or the mob that killed him. Yeah. Right. Did 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 you guys ever see Wes Craven's New Nightmare? That one I have. Was that the one that had? It wasn't Robert England. It was the guy who played Rorschach and Watchmen. Yes. Okay, yes. I heard about it. Yeah. That's probably the best version. I, I mean, I hate to I hate to put it this way, but the original Freddy had a lot of charm. He was wisecracking. He it was a clever idea that they were working with. Okay, that one was probably from the standpoint of a story was the most chilling and uh, eye-opening, you know, of all the versions of Freddy that they did. Because you find out things, it, it turns out there's a very complex relationship between some of the characters, and, and it gets revealed in the movie. So, you know, I'm, I'm being coy about this because I actually do think it's one of the best versions. So if you haven't seen the one, uh, that, that particular one, the one that doesn't have Robert Englund in it, you should, and I think a lot okay. of people it, it relatively flopped because what for Robert England's not back as Freddy. That's the point yeah, of a reboot, and also Robert England is now like in his seventies. I mean, he's still doing horror films. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just maybe he wanted to rest, and they said, "Okay, we'll get somebody else." And they got again the actor who played Rorschach in the Watchmen movie. I he's got three names. I forget what they are, but but I mean, if you saw Watchmen, you saw that Rorschach was a pretty scary guy. I mean, he threw the the the, the hot fryer yeah. full of fries in the guy's face. So yeah, yeah, it's not the new nightmare. It's another one. No, oh. I'm, tr- I'm trying to find it while I'm doing this, but yeah, that one still had Robert Englund. Yeah, but um, 
And there goes that thought. Watch after we hit stop recording is when yeah, it'll come it, up. Yeah, this was called a nightmare on. Amazon. Okay, yeah. Ah, okay. And uh, Jackie Earl Haley. That was him. Thank uh, you. Yeah, is is the one who who plays him. The new Freddy. Yeah, I had just heard that it was it that the one of the reasons why that movie didn't work is because he was just so intense. They expected the you know the Freddy fans expect him to still be hey wise cracking in the jokes and no. From what I heard, this guy was just hardcore, and everybody just got turned off by that and said, nope, we're done, no, this is not Freddy, bring us back Robert England, or at least somebody who, well, because, you know, a villain gets all the best lines, always, that's a, that's a, that's a Hollywood standard. I mean, that's why Arnold Schwarzenegger played Mr. Freeze in Batman and Robin, Yeah, because he got the best lines. And, yeah, Jay, uh, Freddy, yeah, the clips I've seen over the years, yeah, he's always got them zingers, and, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so sometimes they're back for revenge. Sometimes they're summoned. You know, uh, for example, um, the Hellraiser with the box. Yeah, the Hellraiser uh, with the box. Or Candyman. Yeah, Candyman's the best. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, you look in the mirror, you say Candyman three times, and he appears behind you and usually kills yeah. you. You know, Bloody Mary was the same way. And some, you know, and sometimes they would have a an object or something, and you'd then use that object to summon. This revenant, this this supernatural creature, who then would be kind of under your control, but really, you at some point it would get out of control and would usually kill the person who summoned it, you know. But um, anyways, um, the because uh, you know, it was either and and really that's what the the the, the puzzle box, yeah, you know, they were you know the Cenobites were summoned to kill, you know, either intentionally or the victim didn't know what they were doing, you know. Yeah. So, uh, sometimes they were attempting to achieve achieve some other goal, and the people got in the way. Which is Michael Myers, you know, basically killing people who were in his way of getting to his sisters, uh, or his sister and his granddaughter, or whoever. You know, because you, know, you know, in in the later ones, you know, um, his his sister is now you know in her sixties, and she's got a grandchild, and she's trying to keep her alive. Because she knows that Michael, who's been in a in a uh, in an insane asylum for forty years, where they basically put them in straitjackets and hoods and had them stand out on a concrete, you know, uh, open area, <laughs> chained to a to a, to a, a ring in the ground, and and that's how and, and that's what they do until they get take them back and throw them throw them back in their holes. Well, like so, I said, well, they're getting, we're giving them fresh air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, fresh we're air. We're being yeah. humane. Yeah. Inside those hoods. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Um, I, sometimes I think they just like it, like Norman. Well, yeah. You know, Norman Bates. I kind of get the feeling that Norman just liked well, killing. Well, that, that would certainly explain, and, like, uh, Freddy in the later movies. and Yeah. And, oh, yeah, Freddy definitely was enjoying his, his vengeance. But he was more of a, it was more of a vengeance thing. But, like, for example, Sleepaway Camp, I think she kind of liked it. So, yeah. Some characters, you, you don't get the feeling they either like it or dislike it. Which, um, I mean, Jason, he, he didn't regard any sense of humanity off of him. He just, he was just this killing Yeah, there machine. was no personality there. It was like... You just wind him up and let died, him loose, and died, off he goes died. killing people until... You know, until they roll the credits, you know, until somebody does something to stop him. You know, my favorite one was where they they basically throw chains on him and throw him into the lake. And he hangs down there for how long? Nobody goes and gets him. He's just down there hanging from the chains. And then to the next movie starts and somehow he breaks free yeah. from the chains. They rusted free or something, goes back up onto the surface, starts killing again. I'm like, wow. Nobody just, you know, nobody thought to tell anybody or, you know, put some kind of an alarm. So if he got up and walked down the dock and tricked the alarm, the 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 the, the old dude, you know, who's now the chief of police would know that somebody had done something up there at Crystal Lake, you know. So, I mean, that series went so long, they renamed the town a couple of times from Crystal Lake to something else. I forget. Yeah, <laughs> so. I can't. I can't remember myself. Yeah. All right. Now there is a game out there that came out a long time ago, and it, it was really done by a very small RPG company uh, called Ragnarok Enterprises. And they, uh, but they did this little game that I have. It was supposed to have a sequel, but I never saw it. 
because they would have bought it. It was called Suburban Slasher, and it was the game of you got to be a homicidal, you got to be one of the slasher monsters. And what you would do is, is that they would they had three decks. They had the monster deck, uh, they had the location deck. I'm sorry, four decks. They had the victim deck and they had the weapon deck. Okay, and so you got to, uh, uh, you know, and the victims got to use the weapons, uh, uh, as and and the monster also got to use the weapons. So, for example, you say, uh, you know, the the Lizzie Borden cheerleading group at the um, uh, at, at the soft serve uh, uh, ice cream place. So that's that's the location where the monster is going to attack them, and then the monster basically has weapons like chainsaw, uh, electric garage door, um, <laughs> uh, you know, club, uh, rope, whatever like that. And he and depending upon his it's to sound level, like a game of Clue. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. Depending upon the level of the monster, and he gets bonuses versus certain victims, and the weapons that he has, he basically can take out, you know, a certain number of the uh, of the victims. Okay, and if he can take out, you know, it's one of those things where you have to be equal to or greater than the than the card number of the victims. So the Lizzie Borden cheerleading squad, by the way, is a really hard one to do because there's like fourteen of them. So you have to be able to come up with a score at least fourteen to kill them off. Otherwise, you die and 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 you get to use one of your sequels to to come back. Ah, <laughs> but uh, but the other the, the other players, if they want to, they all have monsters too. They can use some of their weapons and actually give it to the to the victim to help the victim survive, so that the monster dies and and, and runs out of you know runs out of sequels. So there, there's that, you know. But anyways, uh, you know, so there, there's the, the, you know, as I say, what kind of weapons do, do these slasher vic, you know, monsters use against their victims? So, obvi- you know, the obvious one, you know, the go-to is, of course, the knife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, okay, you're so, you know, and usually it's not a small knife. Usually it's one of those big, you know, kitchen knives that you basically... You use it primarily to cut vegetables, or maybe a machete. I've seen a few just. Well, that's another one. Yeah. The machete is 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 you know, or a cleaver. You know, is is the uh, is also a very favorite one. And Jason really liked you know the uh, uh, the, the the machete. Okay, uh, Michael liked uh, knives. You know, big knives, preferably. But he he was willing to use other stuff as well. Okay. Any other weapons that come to mind? I'm trying to recall what Leatherface used from the few images I've seen of him. Well, it should be really obvious what Leatherface yeah, used. Yeah, I mean, he... he Name yeah. of the movie. Change, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the only other one that I think it's, that's really iconic and unique is, like, if I'm not mistaken, Candyman used a hook. He had a sigh. Did yeah. he have a sigh? Yeah, it was a small saw. It was like the hand saw. Oh, oh, okay, okay, all right, yeah. Okay, it wasn't one of those big Grim Reaper right. size that they used to cut down weeds. Yeah, now I remember. He lived. Yeah. He he lived on a plantation, so the saw he used was used to cut sugar cane. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah, and so you know, it, it, and you know, he would slice you open with that thing. So yeah, and uh, uh, and of course he had you know. He, what supposedly happened in that story with him is that one of the ways that they killed him was that they actually like shoved a beehive in him. They slit slit him open and cut shoved the beehive. Right, which yeah, is so that why pretty, whenever he was summoned, the bees would be around. That's why it's Candyman because he's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, you you smell this sweetness when he's around because of the honey that's inside of him. So yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, if you haven't figured this out, moms and dads, this may not be the, the the episode you want your kids listening to. So we probably, I we probably should have put a, uh, I might put a uh, a thing on uh, an uh, advisory, yeah, right, right. Now, of course, you know, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think he was using an axe. You know, that um, that sounds either, right, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's it's really good for breaking through doors and stuff. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Cenobites, they had blades on chains and other things. Some of them had, like, you know, um, 
I mean, arguably, The Predator is a uh, is a slasher film. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he he has those blades on his arm attached to his arms that he'd slash a lot with. But yeah, but again, you know, a lot of these kind of weapons are signature type weapons for them. So you know, but I have, but I've also seen them use like you know, for example, um, uh, I would say that well, both. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, J- uh, Freddy always used like you know. The finger blades yeah. to do the coup, the coup de gras. Okay, he might have done some other weird things as well, especially in Dream Warrior. But um, most of the time, you know, he 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 used the uh, he used the finger the finger blades. But uh, I I remember seeing rebar. I remember seeing things like us. Uh, uh, oh, uh, like a I think there was one where they used a uh, um, a harpoon. Oh, I think Jason and and one, I think maybe one of the early movies had like a a spear or a harpoon type thing. Yeah, there was one. There was this one where he where um, and it's it's Jason. He he's been like in he, he was wounded. He took him like a whole year to recover. Some guy, some hermit in the woods had been taking care of him. Okay, and it's like the it's the night of of Halloween. He just opens his eyes, gets up. I forget whether he killed that guy. Lots, lots of times he, he kills the person who's been hosting them. He he gets up and just starts walking away. He doesn't have a weapon at that point, okay? And he goes down and he, and he, he runs into this guy out in a, in a campsite who's in the, in the not the porta potty it's a an outhouse sitting on the, the pit toilet. And he he picks up something. I forget what it is, uh, whether it's a um, tiki torch or... Something and he just rams it through the side of the uh, uh, of the uh, of the outhouse and just you know spears the guy from one side to the other and he's just dangling you know on the porta potty inside um, and 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 then at that point I think he goes over and picks a knife up off the table which is what the guy was you know getting ready to have dinner before he decided to take a break and it was keeps walking so you know but I mean. They get hit by cars. They, I mean, all of the bad stuff that's ha- you know happened to these guys. Rarely do they, um, you know, uh, do they change their their weapons if they can avoid it. So again, that's that's if you use this as a gaming kind of thing, it says you definitely want you know to keep that signature weapon available to the, uh, uh, you know, to to the the monster, the protagonist, the uh, big, you know, the. Uh, you know, the big bad. If nothing else. That's how you so, identify which slasher you're dealing with until you can see them in their 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 getup. Right. Well, I'm assuming that if you put them in a gaming situation, you're not going to literally drop them in. I have done that because I have an adventure. Uh, you know, and it's I've even published it. I think in 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 the uh, one of the uh, Terror Watch I think or I know the other. Which one you're talking about? But, yeah. Yeah, and all these all these monsters from various you know, uh, slasher films and such things appeared in this town. This and and uh and you had you know, if you you could go around killing each one, you know, uh but ultimately what you had to do was uh uh either destroy the book or destroy the burn down the uh uh <laughs> the the video store or something like that and it, it, it got rid of, everything went back to normal at that point. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was intentionally pulling these iconic characters out for that purpose. So, yeah. Um, now sometimes, you know, these producers want to have it both ways. They want it to be a comedy slasher. Yeah. Uh, And it, so you have mixed results. I'd say child's play was a, especially, it was a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street after the first one was definitely buying in on the comedy, but focused mainly on just one character being funny. Uh, Scream definitely had that mix, but then it helped it also was that also that meta aspect to it. They all, I think, now that I think about it, almost all of them, well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them would at least have some comedic character in some shape or form or fashion. If not the killer themselves, right, but, then one of the victims would be comic relief up until they died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I'm saying is that sometimes you know they they would obviously be going in that direction. I, I think it was in um, uh, my bloody Valentine. 
uh, where you have the minor character, and he's chasing after somebody, and he's like chasing up these stairs that seem to go up forever. And he's like, like, man, I can't see a thing in this thing. And or or he's like wheezing and, and like, you know, the, the, these teenagers that are on the track team are running away from him and he's like, slow down. <laughs> like, you know, he's not he's he's running out of breath. He's he's lose he's losing the chase, you know, because they didn't give that particular character the teleport ability. You know, it was one of the reasons you need that teleportability because, you know, so they were obviously playing up the fact that the the, the psycho murderer wasn't, you know, had some, you know, had some comic elements yeah. to it. And it was know? also very much a and, human and, and not some supernatural force. Right, right. He was, yeah. But then, um, and then in Night of the Demons, uh, uh, Linnea Quigley and uh, and group uh, vehicle. Uh, they had lots and lots of humor because that you know they were uh, they were basically people getting possessed by demons and then doing weird funky things and then killing people while they were doing it. But I'm just saying is that you know they there was a lot of like we- not horror weird but more weird weird you know and it's the same with the sorority babes of the slime bowl bolorama. They there was a huge comedy element to it especially in this in the latter one because the mo- the big bad monster was this little pudgy puppet monster okay you know who had the same voice as, as uh, audrey uh in uh the uh, musical version of uh, uh of of little shop of horrors oh the film version that yeah yeah the film ver- well, there were there were two film yeah. versions one was yeah, a musical yeah. the one everyone probably remembers yeah, the one everyone remembers with Ellen Green and and Mick Moranis. But anyways, uh, yeah. So they 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 had these characters that were you know are obviously being played for laughs, you know, and then bad things, horrible things would happen to so they all get ripped up and stabbed and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, my go to as far as the uh uh the the, the slasher film that's actually uh, supposed to supposed to be a comedy is Psychos, a love story. Jeez. Which is a movie you probably have not seen. No. I haven't heard of it either. You, no. you ha- they were two serial killers who who found each other, got married, and, w- and went, went on uh, went killing together. And, and uh, they were very supportive of each other. Oh, honey, let me get you that know. axe for you. Yes! Oh, oh absolutely. Okay. You know, they, they, they okay, would... Okay, they, that's, they would sew that's... each other's wounds, and and uh, you know they would they they would do something special. You know, sometimes they would set up a victim on their anniversary for the other person or their okay, birthday. Okay, that 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 was like the line in Lo- Roseanne where she yells, "That was my joke, yes, yeah." Uh, <laughs> like you were serious about that, yeah, right. Um, this, oh boy, no, but um. I'm reminded of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, except they didn't know that they were each assassins and been sent to kill each other. No. Right. No, but, oh, come on. True love knows no bounds. Come on. It's like, oh, what do you like? I, Long still, I still think they should have just said, nope, not doing it. Yeah. But, but they did. They, like, they got there like, eventually. Oh. Yeah. But but it's like, but honey, oh, what what kind of killing do you like? Oh, I like an axe. See, an axe is too bloody. It's too, there's too much work. No, you need something a little more subtle and takes less strength so you have you know energy when you're done and i can see that yeah. discussion between the husband and the wife and, yeah. and she's like saying you didn't want subtle last night okay see we just uh, when you were hacking off that sorority God. sister's head yeah 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 that's that's what i meant <laughs> you sent you just saved the joke on it thank you um <laughs> i assume that's where it started i was waiting for someone to save that yeah <laughs> i was too busy feeling unclean bruce yeah oh uh, i'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, uh, but here, let me let me let me send let me send some virtual eye bleach your way. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. In your yeah, brain, case, mind brain, bleach. brain bleach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brain um, bleach, yeah. Of course, scary movie was intentionally, you know, that was a I parry. Mean, That's just flat. It was out a parry. parry. Yeah, yeah, it really, you know, it really, it, it wasn't a slasher film, really. Even though they had monsters in it, we were. Know. Yeah, we were talking. The roomie and I were talking about that today with uh where it was the Zucker brothers who started those, I think the first uh-huh. two. Well, I think the first, I mean, basically, as long as they had, um, I can't think of her name, the blonde comedic actress uh, who was in uh, House uh, House Mother, 
she was the star in uh, Mom, the television show. Anyways, uh, as, as long as she was in it, those those were actually pretty good. You know, uh, then then they really started reaching. They were literally throwing everything in the kitchen sink toward the end. But yeah, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two uh, was definitely being played for laughs. I mean, the whole chainsaw fight between uh, the head guy with his 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 ten gallon hat and and uh, you know on, on, up on top of the roll was it a roller coaster? I mean, just like they, they had this disintegrating theme park next to wherever it was they were doing things. And uh, Dennis Hopper was the bat was the the guy I'm talking about fighting our, our hero. And they're just going at each other with chainsaws, and they know neither of them is going to live. They're just—they're just not going to give up until the other one goes down. And they're cracking wise on each other. It was just really crazy funk. I mean, I, I watching it, I was like, "Am I laughing or not?" I can't tell. It was like. See, that, that's so weird. I didn't know Dennis. I thought the only horror movie that Dennis Hopper was ever in was Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> that one wasn't supposed to be a horror film. <laughs> one show a week, folks. Tuesday night, Dimension Radio. Just a, a cocaine fueled right. party by the directors. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, you know, now T- Tucker and Dale versus Evil was one where they really played that up, where these two guys accidentally are preventing evil from occurring. <laughs> So that's like yes. supernatural, but they're tripping through everything. They're not using research. It's like, oh, I tripped in this. No, no, they, they, they're sure that 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 that, that bat, Well, it starts off okay where they're sure that their neighbors are evil cultists because they they see that this one guy get get accidentally knocked into a wood chipper, and and they're like saying they're. They're, they're killing people. Uh, then by the end of the movie, yes, there are monsters in there, and they and I think they end up teaming up with those people they originally thought were the evil dudes, you know, to help stop the real evil. So there's a lot of you know, it's, it's kind of like a good old boy comedy, uh, you know, where they're they're too stupid to realize what's really going on, but somehow they're effective anyways. So it's pure blind, adulterated, dumb luck that saves the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the dumbest of dumb luck. This kind of falls into the they're they're pure of heart, <laughs> and, and and drunk most well, of the yeah. time. Yeah. Right. And uh, and my final entry into this category, though there's so many more, uh, is Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Oh, now if that doesn't scream schlock horror, I don't know what does. Oh, it absolutely yeah. is schlock horror oh, because my God. the big yeah. bad in in that movie is actually the guy who originally played Leatherface. <laughs> oh, okay. It was even advertised <laughs> that way. But this is a death cult where they are luring businessmen types and they are sacrificing them, and they have this. They even have this big. Uh, uh, dance of the serpent that's done by Linnea Quigley, who's wearing nothing but body paint uh, as she dances around with his chainsaw. <laughs> that's running, by the way, and uh, and she said that you know she's. You have to understand that that Linnea Quigley is a small woman. Okay, yeah. she's and chainsaws. If they're if they're unless they're electric, okay. I have a minimum size to them. Oh, yeah, no, I've, I've used a chainsaw before. Yeah, they're, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and they did replace the chainsaw blade with, like, I think a, a, a piece of rope so that it wasn't really super dangerous. Yeah. Okay. But meanwhile, she's up there waving this thing around, and, the, and, and they, keep, they keep taking takes, and they keep her going at it. And so she's, like, totally whacked out by... By by the the all the vapors coming off these chainsaws oh. and she's waving them around and she says he says if you see my eyes and my pupils are like really really big okay it's not the lighting that caused that you know? it's because I was like super you know super whacked out on all the exhaust coming from this chainsaws <laughs> waving around so. Uh, 
I mean, it's one of those movies where, you know, it shows up in books about, you know, scream queens and what and, and, and what troopers they are for all the crazy things that they have to do. But, yeah, they had all of the, you know, some of the most famous scream queens in it, you know, luring men to their doom, dressed up in weird, you know, costumes and doing crazy stuff. So it, there was definitely a, a seriously humorous element to it, you know, so... It, it uh, I don't think anybody was surprised <laughs> at how it ended up, you know. But uh, yeah, it definitely to me it goes into the comedy slasher uh, film, especially with the title. I mean, they were obviously going after the you know the 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 uh, drive-in movie crowd, you know, or the mall crowd. It's like, hey, you know, we're here all afternoon, and tell you what can we watch? Look, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Well, let's see now. Is it R-rated? Yeah, but they don't care, so we're going to go in anyways, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any more uh, comedy slashers that uh, you, that you remember from your uh, jaded youth that really, you know, really scratched an itch for you? No, I got nothing, as I said. This, yeah. I, now, the yeah. Army of Darkness, I didn't mention because we mentioned it earlier, was definitely in this Yeah, especially this, this, this category. I, the only reason I, I don't want to call that a, a slasher is... I mean, I guess it does it fits to some degree, but it was the first one. Like I said, it was it was an attempt to be scary, and I I I didn't find it quite as scary, but I just found it odd and disturbing. But yeah, disturbing is a good term, especially when he's fighting the little miniature versions of himself. Well, I'm talking about the very first Evil Dead. Oh, the very first one. I was, I was talking about Army. Yeah, of Army of Darkness is. I I don't call that a slasher. That was a Oh, comedy horror action flick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But okay. the Evil Dead, I would, I would almost call it a slasher because you do have an entity going around killing people one at a time. Yeah, but right, I wouldn't consider the first one, but the sequel because he, when he, when he finally goes over the edge and starts laughing. Oh, that was, Sticking a chainsaw on his stump and things like that. He's definitely going for the, you know, funny, I'm a funny, crazy yeah. guy. No yeah, yeah that's the thing. Yeah, the second one, they definitely kind of cashed in on the comedy. And, and I, it, yeah, I consider that the first in the series. Well, I think that's the, was Evil Dead 2 the one where he said, good, bad, I'm the no, guy with the was, gun, bang. No, actually. That was Army that of was, Darkness. That was Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. The, yeah. the first one, like... The way I, I I don't know if this is the way it's supposed to be considered, but the way I consider it in my own head is that the beginning ten fifteen minutes of Evil Dead Two is basically the retelling of Evil Dead. They just yeah, they just yeah, yeah, they yes. edited out all the other characters. Yeah. But then yeah, after that yeah, it's all comedy and it's I won't. It's good. I love it. Okay. Anything else? Hmm. How about you, Trav? You got you got another? Uh, no. As I said, it, it's. Not 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 your genre, huh? Yeah, but I mean, I've learned a lot of this genre from doing this. I mean, oh, sure. all of us, if we don't walk away from our laptops and we're done and each of us have not learned something new, then we three together haven't done our job as podcasters for this podcast. So it's, it's you know, like my mission statement, inform, enlighten, and entertain on my show. Yeah, and no, I've learned a lot more about horror and specifically slasher films just from the past hour 40. That I've known in a okay. long time, so thank you. Uh, no, nothing else coming to mind. All right, so it's, do we? Since the whole point of this from the beginning was for us to talk about putting a slat, doing a slasher adventure, putting a slasher type character into your your game. Okay, uh, is there anything else about that you want to bring out? Uh, I would, I would say it would depend. What are you going for? I mean, are you going for just because you don't, it may not be just, you know, a supernatural game. Let's say you're running a show and, and D20 Modern lends itself a police procedural game. And it's just some guy snapped and is doing this. He has no supernatural powers. It's just the concept like the Joker, one bad day. And so you, I think one of the things, if you're going to put a slasher in your game, is are you picking just the guy who is a normal guy and is just snapped? Or is it some supernaturally backed or powered entity who's now going around hack, 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 slash, 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 kill, kill, kill? And I think that would be the first thing that you would have to think about 
if you're adding a slasher to an adventure in your role-playing game. Supernatural or, well, I guess we can use the term mundane. I think that would be the first thing that you would try to figure out yeah. if you're going to do this. The other thing I would figure out is, is the tone you're going for. Are you going for the players being the victims and having to have that fear of oh, you know, yeah. the moment the slasher could come out, especially if we're, you know, find ourselves alone and, and, or, you know, even if, even if we go as a group that don't necessarily protect us from the slasher, they'll find a way to get us alone and, and, or, you know, cold yeah. away from the group. Or are you wanting them to be like, like if I was to put this in a standard Bureau 13, I would actually have this be a, Procedure you know, like an investigation, a procedural where they're following up on yeah. the murders, and they're having they're yeah. they're just trying to find the survivor because they would make an amazing recruit. Yeah, or they're just solving the murders, and you know it's like okay, we've had three people murdered, and it's been this, and the the hack marks on them are the same, and we mm-hmm. think it's you know yeah. a, a serial killer, and and, and it get the, it pings on the series of murders thing, twenty years ago, and yeah, 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 yeah. Well, think about your your D and D death trap dungeons okay you got this person who's rich and this is more along the lines of saw where they have they they set up this test for people to go and if they can they can get to the end of it they get the big treasure but essentially they this person is gets these people to voluntarily get kill themselves so by proxy this person is killing you know all these people by giving them something uh you know a uh you know, they can't refuse, you know, the two, enough treasure, enough, you know, whatever that they, you know, that they want. And if you really want to pull it in, they, you know, to, to make it the slasher flick, they have a, either the, either the bad guy themselves or, or one of their henchmen is the very stereotypical slasher just roaming the halls, like the minotaur in the maze, just roaming the halls, waiting for victims. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can do that. Sure. Uh, if you are going to introduce a slasher into a game, I would say don't then immediately introduce a new NPC character who wants to befriend the group. No, no, yeah. Because that's almost like, oh, look, Bob here wants to join our group. I I would say if you, the only way to do that would be to introduce a group, as in, you know, you have the players having to and you can come up with a reason yourself but the the players were having to infiltrate infiltrate the local summer camp and so you're not introducing one npc you're introducing yeah. a group so at least then there's still that which one is it i know it's one of you guys which one is it and then of course you can play around with it either it is one of them or it is the crazy zombie that comes out of the lake every 10 years right. well if it's you know if it's um if you're playing a game where like you have henchmen, you know, you have people, the NPCs, a lot of NPCs that work with you and have been around for a long time. You can inter- you can basically take one of those NPCs and make them the slasher. So the person that you know that no one is going to think is responsible because they've been a bud, right? You know, is actually the person. That's kind of the basis for Scream. You know, oh, where yeah. it turned out to be one of their own. You know, that was actually the murderer murderers is yeah anyways uh also if you have that body hopping kind of thing going on then you can even have for example some of the characters while they're asleep do these things leave evidence that implicates them okay and then they wake up the next morning don't know anything's happened but all of a sudden you know strange things start happening you know you start finding things that you you know, uh, you find a, a a fingernail. That makes you know. It, that it, makes me think that you could easily run a slasher type story, but the slasher's a werewolf. Well, that's a classic. That's a classic supernatural slasher. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I hadn't thought of it that in that specific mm. way before. But I mean, if you if you do it with that slasher, those slasher tropes and and tone, as opposed to the 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 one we we typically see in like the you know. They wake, you know, everybody wakes up in the morning and there's the, you know, the mangled body of a villager and, and everybody's trying to figure it out while you can play it more of that, like all in one night, the werewolf is coming through. And if you manage to survive that night, now you have to try and figure out who's the monster. (laughs) Who Who did we not see all night? Who (laughs) is the werewolf? Yes. And then, of course, the entire town wants to kill some 
the poor hermit who lives on the edge and just wants to grow, you know. Or or the entire group of outsiders who suddenly show up and then there's a werewolf. Yes. You know, the, the pilgrims. The uh. pilgrims on their way to a holy site happen to be staying in the inn that night. Oh yeah, you, it's really easy. To, it's really you know uh, easy to find groups of people to blame. You know, and, uh, uh, and and even though I loathe the film from the standpoint of watching a group of people turn on each other, um, the, uh, the 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 mist. The, oh yeah, yeah. Is yeah. I, I I hate the movie because it's 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 the stupid plot amped up to ten or eleven. But I'm just saying, is it is. It's this one person who they should have shut up at the beginning keeps talking, and more and more people go, "Yeah, yeah, what? That's beginning to make a lot of sense." So you know, and by the end of the movie, really bad things are happening, and really bad things do happen. So, but yeah, so uh, you know, you can, like I say, you can introduce, uh, don't introduce a brand new character uh, because everybody was looking at that that one. Uh, having it, having it basically randomly run into them, and then, uh, and then they try to kill it, and it runs away, and then just keeps coming back, is a is a is a uh, a, a very straightforward slasher type scenario. Uh, the body hopping one is is evergreen because even when you think you've killed it, maybe it jumped at the last second and it's still out there. Uh, you know. Uh, Especially if it's one of those cyclical things where this happens for like two two weeks every five years. Five years later, yeah. is this monster going to reappear and keep after you because you're the ones that got away? Yeah, and so, there's also, um, if you're doing like the summonable type, you know, what is the, the trigger that summons it? Is it something incredibly simple that it just so happens in this one location, all you got to do is say someone's name. And that night they'll appear to kill you and anyone who right, gets in you their know, way. The uh, you know, the Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was supposed to be a I really think that was supposed to be a horror film and then somebody but clever writing made it a comedy. I think that's what I remember hearing. It's like, yeah, it was originally meant to be a lot darker, a lot spookier and scarier, but then somebody took a comedic approach. Probably to Tim Burton. Yeah. It, it definitely improved it. Yeah, because I mean it's still one of my favorites, but there's some really super dark aspects to that film, you know. So uh, it's definitely a film that could give small children nightmares, you know. So oh yeah. yeah, you hate them, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I think we've uh, uh, we've covered this uh, pretty good. I'm um, and uh, just uh, as a GM. You know, it's kind of like you know, make the make the slasher almost invulnerable because you don't want it because you want it to last. You don't want it to be one of those. You know, I cast disintegrate and it's gone, okay, <laughs> or you know, something like that. I you know, because modern day people are not going to follow the tropes in the movies where you know they, they they're going to know because they you know they say, hey, this guy seems like a slasher. Let's you know tie him up. You know, and uh, cut his head off, and burn the remains, and 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 and, th- and, and throw, and, and and then put it all, put the remains inside of a inside of a steel box, and toss it into into a lake. You know, and uh, and by the lake, and don't, don't let, and, and put a sign saying toxic, you know, uh, landfill, just so nobody ever comes back to it. They'll do that because they know, you know, they understand. So you know, you're going to have to make that. Uh, slasher character, uh, really tough, and uh, but don't make it impossible for them to defeat. Otherwise, you know they're, you know, you'll, you'll upset your player characters. They won't gain any experience, you know, and everybody, and nobody has a good time. So you've got to give the. That's why you know the idea of saying you you can set it up so they take damage, but then they get away. Okay, that's. You know, uh, I used to do that in D and D by giving the big bad a helm of teleportation, ah, because you yeah. get a lot of damage, and you're like, okay, we got him, and poof, he's gone. And they're like, where'd he go? He says, huh? <laughs> and they're like, oh man, it's, don't worry, you defeated him. It's okay, you still get the experience. You whapped him out of All existence. Right. All right, but then he comes back, you know, later on. So, um, 
Or, you know, uh, you, you do kill him, but his soul, his evil has infused the helm. And so yeah. the next person who has it, you know, and becomes, up, yeah. Either yeah. becomes or sooner or later they sell it to somebody, you know, or they give it to their henchmen and then their henchmen becomes, you know, so yeah. Always look for opportunities to, uh, to, to propagate the evil when it's, when it's a slasher film. You know, it, it can be it, it can be done through hysteria amongst the surrounding townspeople. It can be done through somebody who, you know, is looking for a mentor and finally finds one in the in the in the slasher film. It you know, and and uh, you know, and I know it's kind of hard sometimes to tell the difference because there are so many murder hobo type parties out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. even even not even playing D and D and other games as well. You know, so. Uh, so, but the one nice thing about a slasher character is you can use a really heavy touch. <laughs> you know, you it, there's you can heap it on, and it, it's it's still just as good, if not even more tasty. So, you know, set, you know, the you know the they they set the the slasher on fire. The slasher attacks them, lighting them on fire, burning them yeah, as yeah. it's dying. I mean. You know, you gotta, and then he falls falls down, and you think he's dead. Then he gets back up, <laughs> does it some more. Don't find, you know, let's say finally they they had literally have to. I, I've had I, I had a game one time where they literally had a monster like this. They were setting on fire. I mean, he was on fire, and he was still attacking him. They literally had to stake him down to the dirt with knives, just pound them in, so he couldn't he couldn't move. He couldn't, you know, he um, couldn't get away from, uh, he couldn't rip it free from his hands and stuff, and, uh, and 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 until they could then cast the 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 dismissal ritual to finally put the spirit at rest, and uh, that was pretty close to a slash. I didn't think of it at the time. I just figured it was just like one of those, uh, you know, impossible to kill zombie type monsters. But really, it had a lot of aspects of a slasher. You know, so I, I could have probably done more with it. Uh, but anyways, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, we hope you'll add this to your game, especially considering how close we are to Halloween. Uh, don't be afraid to uh, be a little spooky in your oh, game. Oh, God, as of, as of this taping. Oh, God, a week and a half to Halloween. Oh, jeez. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Our, Hall- our Halloween party is this weekend. But you, oh, okay. you guys are all too far away to come unless you yeah. wants to make the trip. You're welcome to come. But uh, anyways, uh, uh, have fun. You know, remember every every game session can be Halloween if you want it to be, and every game session can have these things if you want to have them. So you know, think about how you can uh, change things up, do something different, try your hand at something you may not have done. Because that's what we're about. We're gaming on the frontier, and we want to bring the awesome to your table. And we're going to have more for you next week. But you have to wait. Until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.